Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance you what? Hey. <laughs> We're here. Head talking. Head, no headphones. Headphone free. Headphone free. Why are we headphone free? Because you, you can't cage Al Gore and you can't cage Latin and Psycho. Wow. You, here's the difference. So our friend Mark LePage said that uh, our we are toned down a little bit. And this is what I think happens with the headphones. Just think if we were in a pillow fort, Lance. Came over to my house. Pillow fort. Atlas has a pillow fort. Yeah. That Andy made for him. Yeah. We would, our context matters. Absolutely. The headphones felt like, I don't need to talk into the microphone and then come at myself from the outside when I can hear myself from the inside. It's like a pillow fort. I think we toned down a little bit. Don't like it. It's off. We got a fancy software that will get rid of our highs and lows. Yeah, exactly. That's my analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just look. If you go to SoundCloud and you look at our audio, uh, the last two episodes, everything's evened out and it's nice. So uh, if anybody else is a podcaster, fix my levels. I think that's what it is. Fixmylevels.com. Yep. And you can, there's like 30 hours you get free and then you got to pay. It's, it's not a huge amount. You have to pay. It's like five bucks a month or something. It's super cheap, but the audio is way better. So that's cool with me, man. We don't have to do the headphones. All good. And, and also, we tried, we tried. I know Joe tries to corral his, his guests sometimes because of the levels. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They don't do that. And by Joe, Joe Rogan. Yep. He's our best friend. <laughs> One, he has millions of listeners, but two, here's another thing too. All, here's another thing also. When you're dealing with a bunch of people, some might have shitty speakers. Some might just be sensitive. You can't, you're not going to please them all. We're going to try. We tried, but you can't I th- please them yeah. all. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, I don't know why we started the podcast. I don't know why we started the podcast up like that. But here's what we're really starting off is, okay? I have a surprise for you. I'm unpackaging a gift right now for Al Gore. I love it. It, it is awesome. So uh, I, I finished that, that book. Uh, building, build, a story. building a Story Brand. Uh, I kind of ended up honestly skimming through the stuff because it was more of just a reminder and a kick, swift kick in the butt to yep. make to stay up late, get this get this revised contract done. So here we here we go. Okay, before are you going to stick on your book a week? Uh, yeah, bo- I have okay. a different book I'm reading this weekend. Know what I know what I like about it because you said oh, I only get one to maybe three things per per book at at max. Oh yeah. So what Alex is referring to is. For some reason, Lance has in his stupid brain this idea that uh, you're supposed to, like, books are going to give you, I I don't know why, I'm like, oh, it's going to give me, like, 50,000 ideas. No, nope, one idea. Maybe one idea. I think it's going to give one idea, but explain it deeply. And then here's the benefit, I think. Let's say you only read one book a month and you get one good idea. And let's say that makes your business, uh, no, one a week, 52 weeks, 1% better. And if it's... If when you use that compounding, all of a sudden by the end of the year, hopefully, what if our firm goes up by fifty percent? That'd be great. Obviously, we want to go up by a hundred percent. But if that one percent is compounding on the previous one percent, so you get an exponential growth result. And I think that that's why it's worth it, right there, just for those one ideas. Absolutely, absolutely. So you're bringing you're bringing an idea to I'm me. Bring, I'm bringing. I want yeah. So what I want you to do is I want you to look at this and I want you to pretend. That you're a client for the first time. So what I've done is, I have worked my butt off the last couple of days, uh, and try and revised our contract from a 
much more written form to more graphic. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to blend us being architects and graphic designers and designers in general and visual artists yep. to, okay, can we do can we do a hybrid proposal where it is, it's, there are still written components, but it's now just like easy for you to understand. You tell me, okay? So okay. your potential client. First off, the guy in the center is extremely handsome. Yeah. But so explain the first terrestrially to the terrestrial listeners. Whoever designed the first page is just a brilliant graphic designer. Both of us. Because <laughs> so, I added some things. <laughs> yeah. So the front, I just had, it says F9 Productions, our little logo. Um, we do architecture, construction, development. And by the way, I'm on board with the new logo. 100%. I like yeah. I like that it's morphed into that. Yep. I, I, I simplified the logo. Uh, you know what? We'll put a picture of this cover sheet on the show notes. Yeah, sure. The, the tagline I like, you added that in there. But, you know, architecture, construction, development. Picture of us. Then, then. Uh, the whole firm. All of us. Yep. Then a little bit down, it says proposal for, and then it would say whoever the proposal is for. Yep. And then below. In this case, it's fake shop, top shelf, but top shelf is real. Yep. It's the best modern house we got going on. Yep. And then there's a bunch of logos of what we've been featured on. HGTV, Dwell, CNN, all that. Um, there's like 10 of them. Arc Daily, whatever. Cosmopolitan. Yep. Okay. Open it up. New logo. All Se- that. Second page. Yep. Second page. Uh, December night, the date. This contract is between them and us. Written scope. Okay, phase one. Can I read this? Absolutely. Phase one of the design process is a schematic design and shall include zoning, building codes, permitting, required research with respect to the project's uh, municipal or rural location. There may or may also not be modeling of the site conditions with or without a survey depending upon the client's preferences or required to obtain said survey. Finally, the department uh, development of the initial set of the floor plan shall occur as pictured in the example below. I like the picture. Now, this is my first gut reaction, and I can't politically filter this correctly. Politically, okay. Um, some of with the respect to blah blah blah, it got too lawyerly. Fair enough. But I, but what you're going for, I think, on the first pass is a description Three, of three exactly. with or with regards to it may not include a certain. It just got too lawyerly. I understand. I understand, yeah. and that's that's okay. So what I was trying to do with that is what we had before was uh, just so everybody knows is we had like bullet, bullet points of this stuff, and so like there was there were there was a, maybe a heading that was bold, and then there was an, there was another one that was sort of uh, underlined plus all caps, and it just got to be like your brain is is I felt like is looking at this contract and it's having to do it's having to do gymnastics jumping all over from this stuff so if we can condense it to one paragraph yeah. and describe it and then on top of that then i then what i added was literally a floor plan and went through the iterations these are yeah what they expected then our fee our deliverable and a meeting after our initial meeting schematic design then continues with the revision of the initial set of the floor plan as pictured in example below. So are these floor plans slightly yep. different? Oh, okay. Slightly different. Yep. Oh. And the way I, when I designed this, when I was designing this house, I was, I made it, I made it a goal when I was designing this particular house that, okay, I should, I need to make sure that I save the iterations so that I can hopefully insert this into a contract later. And I think, I think, it, it did that. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going into phase two. Design development includes more detailed development of the floor plans as well as initial development design of the roof and plans and exteriors. The phase shall 
entailed a three iterations of design submissions to the client, two revisions of submissions, and two meetings. Finally, the three submissions shall... Again, I just... I'll, I'll rewrite something, and then I'll give it to you, and then you'll combine it. Sure. Um, d- don't you think, though, then you have a picture of yep. basically a massing, yep. a massing 3D massing. Don't you think that'd be in schematic design? I don't... Uh, that... So, keep going. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. So, then, so, then what's pictured is we go through three iterations in design development, and I'm showing... I'm showing going from massing to you know windows windows railings. doors details all kinds of stuff yep so to answer your specific question to me <laughs> we don't do massing right away on my side for houses i just do floor plans me because neither. exactly me exactly neither. it's a good question it's a good question but for, for i'm telling you i'm just over the idea of i've just honed it in that like nope i've made i've cuz the problem is is you, I feel like we it's our job to um, condense the information we're giving to people right away into just and get them to focus. And if we don't focus on the floor plans, at least for custom homes, yep. and right away and just hammer them out, the massing is a waste of time. We're wasting fees. Yep. Because we, we've I've done that with a couple other houses previous, not last year, but the year before. And that's when I felt like I learned my lesson. So this is me literally just displaying like this was the most efficient and the coolest house we got, efficient design process that I went through so far, and yep. the coolest house we're going, I think it's, I'm just literally putting it on display for other people. Yeah. And then I think too, what I like about this is that we're priming them and we're priming them exactly. with a good That's project. That's what I told my wife last night. Yeah. I was like, this is priming them. And so, <clears throat> so on that note, I go, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm actually going to have this printed in a book, Al. And a little booklet, and that's going to be my sell book. But what I'm what I'm going to exclude when I go to meet we meet with clients fees. for the first time fees. It's going to say, it's just going to say F nine design fee, and then I'll show them. Hey, obviously, you know, when I go back, what I'll do is I'll you know twenty four hours later I'll I'll give you guys a proposal. I'll think about what it's going to take to get your project done. But they're they're already primed for what to expect once they get the real contract. Yes. Like they already know, so they're already going to understand the whole process. Yeah, because before what I would do in a meeting and you would do the same thing is they, you know, you get to that point in the client, you're done asking the client questions in the initial meeting yep. and then you turn it over to them. At least this is what I do. And then I say, do you have any questions for me? And then they go, yeah, how does this process work? Then I explain this process and I guarantee because they can't connect it visually, what I'm saying they're they'll forget about it. So if I prime them with this, are you going to go over it and then yep. hand it? You know what I like? You're leaving them with something too. But I'm not going to leave it with them. You're not going to give it to them? No, nope, because to I don't. Them? Nope. Why not? As I don't want them to go to a competitor architect and the competitor architect take that. I do. We do have to hold some. For me, I have to hold. Uh, we already give enough <laughs> information out. Okay. I'm not doing that. Okay. Now let me just ask you a question that I don't have a solution to. Came from your wife. Giving them something in their house that reminds them of, of us. Is there anything that's not... Quote unquote proprietary that you don't want another person to see, even though we go over this on our podcast, that you could hand to them that they could have sitting on their table, be like, oh yeah, I forgot an F9. Every time I walk by that yes. in that pile, what or they're circling through their pages. Well, I'll give two, I have two ideas. The first idea is, aren't they going to get, aren't they going to get that anyway in 24 hours? Just give, give it 24 hours. Yeah, but are they going to print it? Uh, so, so that's idea one. Then the other idea is what I was what we're going to get to next is there's two pieces that they are still missing from this new contract idea. And that is 
showing a Q&A where we ask the question, then we put up a client's testimony in written form yep. in the contract to show that, hey, we're alleviating people's fears. You know, let's say it's a testimony from a contractor and we have a couple of these where they say like, oh, you need to hire F9 because I've never seen a set of plans that uh, shows the framing and foundation like they do, et cetera, et cetera, or, they, or just flies through the building department, stuff like that. Yep. So it alleviates the fears of like, uh, am I hiring the right professionals that can do these things? What well, contractors are always, or that, that their set of plans can get built. It's a contractor testimony. Yep. Um, and then the other part that we're missing out is, uh, that I omitted for this is proof of work. So literally, hey, here's a comparable house um, design that, you know, or that's built and all that stuff. What, what if we left them with that? So we don't leave them with that part. It's sort of like, okay, here, here's a little pamphlet. Of, of our other work. Other work plus the testimonies. I dig that. Here's another thing I thought about to ask you. Are, are we dumb? <laughs> are we yes, dumb? Yes, 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 absolutely. We make the dumbest, we think we, we make the dumbest uh, decisions by just omitting like simple stuff. Well, here's another thing. You've heard of book as business card. Have you heard of that phrase? Yeah. We happen to have a book. We happen to have a book? Yeah. Creativity code. Oh. I have, you've seen under my desk, I have probably 50 copies. So there you go. If you want to tie it back to what my wife does, that's exactly what my wife does. My put wife that, has her own little book. Put it in and then say, hey, if you're interested about our process, how we design or want to know um, some of the principles behind design, because we talk about grouping, alignment, stuff like that, you can look through this. The cover is very vibrant of that book. It is, it, it's a so book you that mean you spot. give them the book. Give them I the, would rather just, I would say not part of the contract then. Just give them the damn book. And, and, and here's the you're thing. You're so dumb, Al. I know. That's what I was getting at. That was my main point. God, you're an idiot. <laughs> and and uh, it, it, here's the rationale, too. I almost think it, it will be sitting, they'll throw it on their countertop, and one of their friends will come over. They're like, oh, what is this? They're like, oh, yeah, that, that might be my architect. And they're like, oh, really? Cool. Look over. <laughs> right? How, how valid? How valid is, is, how much does it validate you? But what's so stupid about this is I sh I'm sure other people are listening like, yeah, isn't that the point of why you wrote the book? I was like, well, no, but I'm going to use it for that now. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only reason I was hesitant is because I put a new back cover on it and a new introduction for the one that you can buy on Amazon. And it's not in that. So I don't know if we want to, I'm very like, I almost want to burn all those books. Um, and there's a couple, there's like two How much different does it look? Two or three typos. Oh. Um, but they're just, you know, like there was an apostrophe or something like that. Uh, so. How much different does it look? The back? The, is it the same general cover? Covers absolutely then, the same. Then it's fine. We're not burning those books. Okay. We're going to give those books out. Okay. Executive decision. There you go. Okay. So continue. Because so. I'm on the verge of burning them. So oh I'm glad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm telling you, don't. Um, I think, I think. Let's have two like this, but let's just have this one and this one so they see, oh, you, you went from mass in this phase. You masked it, and then you went to windows. The subtle difference, Lance, between the mullion patterns is going to go over their head. They're going to be like, what? I got, what? You're, you're making them work too hard to see the subtle difference. So unless there's a drastic difference here, and I'm an architect. There will be a drastic difference once we get... So what he's describing is, I'm sorry. Again, we have to try to... Remember, people aren't watching us out. Yeah. They should. <laughs> the la there's there's three images that I put in this new contract that we're talking about live. That is, uh, <clears throat> the, the, there's a massing image, and then there's like, oh, you took you put windows in. The third one, I'm telling you, once we have the engineering done, it will look different. 
it will look different. But that's not in that phase. This is for this phase. You can't put the engineer, you can't have them expect in the design development something that's going to be done at an engineering phase. That's true. It's why don't you put the first one in the second one in the last one? What do we do? What do we do right here then? What do we do at the what do we put right here? This, this will just move up. This oh, sorry, sorry. This, just like just pretend like these words. I don't care where you move those words. Just delete that one. Oh, oh, I'm gonna go from that to like that. Oh, that seems cool. No, I. I don't. Uh, I'm honestly, not, I'm, there's I'm not there's on the same six lines you. difference. But you, here. you're, here's what you're missing is here's what you're what? missing. You're missing. You're missing, as pictured. Uh, finally, the three. Finally, the three submissions shall occur as pictured. But there's there are so. I, I, it doesn't work as cleanly as you think. How about that? Can you agree to that? Like it doesn't. You're there's no just like easily boom 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 because I'm telling like I wrote the whole thing to be very sequential. I get where you're right. saying that there's no drastic difference, but there isn't usually a drastic difference between the two. I'm okay with that. You know, it's either that or I fake it. <laughs> no, I don't think, I don't think you fake it again. We're, we're trying to be clear. What, what he said in the book is that everyone's trying to decide how much mental energy they're giving to this. And if it's worth it, you, you are almost losing me with this third picture because of the mental energy to go through. And what they want to need it more drastic. I just need it. Oh, we're going to start with amassing and we're going to end with this isn't obviously perfect or realistic or something like that. And it said, hey, there's a process. Oh, OK, we'll get there. Perfect. That makes sense. But I not wa- not literally I have to strain and think about the difference. You do not have to think about the difference between amassing and something like that. When you're making me strain and then the conclusion of that strain is, oh, they move some mullions. That was a bad mental exercise. That was not worth the weight of putting that in there. That's a, you know, when we talked about in the previous podcast, pluses and minuses in interaction, that's a negative. Hmm. Hmm. Just something to think about. Just something to think about. Well, there is one, there is one version I, I have that actually was in design development, um, where it shows a bunch of beams underneath here. Like I, I, I can open this file up after the podcast and show you that there is, and it was occurring in design development. I'm telling you, it was me preliminarily showing them that. a shit. It's right. So that yeah. would be drastic enough. Yes. I'm telling you though, we have, you're right. You're right about that. Isn't drastic enough. It's got to be punched up one more. So cool. That's the conclusion. Anyway. So then, then phase three, next page. I already peeked ahead and I was like, I love this. So it's Lance talking. <coughs> talking some nonsense and then there's electrical on one side and it says electrical iteration and one. phase three is for us construction documentation yeah so i just read it out in a paragraph again this is what we were talking about in the firm when we weren't recording we were talking to all our guys and trying to get them to understand how much work we do like this is detailed so lance has electrical iteration one iteration two iteration three they are so small you barely know what's going on all you know is the density that the density okay. increases. How do you feel about that? Love it. It gets it. Does it get it across to you? Yeah. What do you think about then on the right side? While well, describe to you guys is on the right side. I have structural plans. See the red marks. Is that bad or good? At first, at first I thought it was bad, but then they either ask or or I think in my head I have no idea what you're doing here. But this is what I'd be doing at that phase. Like oh, I'm putting in grid lines. I'm thinking about where the beams are coming in. I'm talking to the Thank structural. You, you need it, to acknowledge if it, if it that trig- that's a thing. If it triggers. If it, if it, that's what I was hoping it would trigger for you is, oh, they're obviously thinking critically and very seriously about this. 
Yes, by because I, I, I hesitated leaving those red lines out. I, I and think the red you lines need are to for, show it's basically a structural plan that's almost essentially bare because you need to show it's showing people that there's a contemplation time. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then you go and you you're adding on a deck and then you do the whole thing. So that's great. I love it. So this page works. This is drastic perfect. enough. Okay, it's perfect. Oh sh. I can't even... Do we swear on our podcast? You already did. <laughs> I said shh. We, we only limit it to one. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, then we won't get, <laughs> get pulled from iTunes. Phase four. Lance has little thumbnails of all the sheets. I love it. The only thing that maybe I'd add that, that you could probably do is even take your house as an example. Take, you could do that 3D picture where you'll pass everything. And you see that it all. Well, why the- not? So let me let me describe to everybody what we're looking at. We're looking at a, sh- a one eight and a half by eleven piece of paper, and it's got <clears throat> all of our my house, my drawing set. It's like twenty four pages, and they're all little thumbnails that are I think like one point two seven five inches wide, one point two two. That's what it was, and then it's in a grid pattern. So it's a like one two three four four columns, four by, by five, four by five. And what Alex is saying was we should fill in the last two, so it's a perfect grid, which I totally agree. That's, yeah. a, that's a great idea because you show them the 3D. The, the 3D. It's, per, it's like a perfect exclamation point. But this is what we're trying to get across to people is that it's not just 2D lines on, on, a, on a sheet of paper. And this is showing the whole breadth, which I love. But then let's end with, oh, these actually come from this 3D yep. model. And the page, the page, just to recap, is the last. this page is called Phase 4, per- Permitting Documentation. So I'll read it for everybody, actually. Phase 4 of the design process is known as permitting documentation and entails an internal document review and code analysis culminating in a final permit-ready uh, permit drawing set similar to the example below. So we visually show them, here is the final product that you get. We used to have it written out. Yeah. We used to have it written out in this sheet, this sheet, this sheet, this sheet. Now, here's, like, again, how dumb are we? Why don't we just export images? What do you think? Yeah, it's so interesting because we've been quote unquote for successful for ten almost ten years doing it the other way. Yeah, it's it's kind of a leap. It is um, a leap. It is a leap. Then then I literally spell it out. So that's uh, then then we finally get into the legalese, and I just I just call a spade a spade and try to hope, hope maybe I can make them laugh. I just call it the fine print. Yeah, <laughs> here's I the like fine that. print. Like there like obviously there's going to be fine print, so read it. You know, yep. let us know what you think. We're not here to screw anybody. We're here I think to acknowledging be it is, is good. Yeah. And there's just two pages of that and that's it. So you know what I think we should add? What? Because of that book. Um, just tell them. I know it seems dumb, but please sign. Um, please sign and send Call us this action. contract to execute the con- to get started or to execute Call the contract. Call to action. That Call it. Yeah, fantastic. you can put that note on there. Write that down. Yeah. Okay. So what's your over? So the last two things that we need to add to this, I think. Here, here was my ideas. Was there's the cover sheet now. Then what we used we used to have. Um, and then I think we should go right into proof of work. Then there should be a Q and A after that. What do you think? Or do you think that? Because it's still visual. There's only going to be oh. one page of written. Um, cover sheet. This is what I think. Uh, then Q and A. Meaning then the Q and A. Okay. Q and A. All this stuff. Which I think they'll be sold by that because it first goes into like literally when we do the Q&A, I think it's going to be recommendations just like where Amazon were. Oh, these seem like my friends. And then they're going to be sold and then they're going to look at all the examples at the end and be like. Okay, so the examples are way at the end. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 
Cool, man. All right. Here's a let's bat 100% and let's double our fees, right? That's the idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Retire early. Yeah. Uh, do whatever made up stuff we want to do. Probably awesome. architecture. What, what do we got next? Next, we have uh, follow up when someone's fired. Awesome. So every when, when you work with someone for a long time, uh, portion of time you establish a relationship with these people and I wouldn't say fired sometimes people just leave sometimes people take other opportunities so it d- doesn't matter how they leave the company that you're working with but let's say you're working with a developer and they have a, a project manager that you're doing mo- most of the work through and all of a sudden they are either fired or they leave or something like that and the first thing that we always do is we normally get that information from the owner or from um, the office person or whatever and says, Hey, Joe Bob is no longer with us. Please contact Jim, 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 Bob. Jim Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Bob, Jim Bob. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, no problem. And then we ask for a meeting, go meet him, whatever. We then reach out to Joe Bob, the guy who got fired. Yep. Or laid off or just left, whatever. Yeah. And then first ask what happened in case, honestly, I think just, that was our initial idea. And you know what? <clears throat> there's there's a, a two part. There's that. a subtlety though. I want to interject here. There is a subtlety in how you ask what happened. <laughs> Can't You're not going to go, know that you're not going to go right into the meeting and go, dude, how'd you get fired? At the end of the day, usually what happens is you, you know, I, I would say focus on, hey, how's everything going, man? How you been? Those kind of general and, questions. And... If you like them, which that's normally who you contact, how can I help you? Yeah. How can I help you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you, yep. if you present it as how can I help you, then all of a sudden they will start to open up and spill the beans to an extent, you know, about what happened, you know, kind of give you some feedback about maybe the internal workings of, of who you're working with. And but then, that how can I help you is actually genuine because we only reach genuine. out to the people that we like. Um, and then later, let's say it's not coming up. You can ask, hey. You can say, you don't have to tell me I'm okay with this, but just what happened? Just, I want to know. And normally they'll say, they'll, they'll tell you or just say, sometimes it's just different personalities. I wanted to move on. All good. So, yep. a um, couple examples. Can you think of one example? I bet you can. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, you don't have to say names, but you can just give like the, the semi story. His name is Fred. <laughs> so let's say let's say the the most recent example, which which is here's why we're really here's the the kind of um, the gold at the end of the the gold at the end of the rainbow, the, the honeypot that we're getting to is. So there was a there was a, a developer that we were trying to get a bunch of work. We were trying to coax into, hey, let's be a routine architect, that sort of thing. So we're working with this project manager. Project manager got let go. We reached out to him like we like we talked about. And then the conversation culminated with, hey, by the, so um, here's where I'm headed in the future is I'm, I'm talking to these other developers and they are, they are looking for other arch- architects to work with. Would you guys be interested um, in me, you know, getting in touch with you guys and maybe we can work together in this capacity? So as soon as somebody gets laid off, leaves, whatever, however, however they leave that initial company, know that. What that does is it op- opens up another opportunity to to f- get in touch with whoever they're gonna whoever they're gonna be working for or with, so you can branch out one more time. Yeah, I think that's, that's every great. single time it's an opportunity. It's like whatever happened to them is an opportunity for you and them. Think about it positively. 
I, I have another opportunity. So you made this this contract, which I think is going to be great. But we also talked in the car yesterday about how sometimes it's just who's in front of the client at the time that yeah. they're ready to make the decision, yeah. right? So there's the concept of content, uh, constant contact. I think that's even the company, right? Yep. Where you keep them in front of emails and all that. And if we are thinking about expanding, why don't we... You know, we have a folder full of these contracts that we we start from. Me and you pull from and we make from. Why don't we formalize our our process so that we have a maybe it's in a word document say okay once you send that out you give them the book you give them this if they don't respond back in three days yes. you send an email like this in a week here's your general thing and and we can have those written oh my gosh so now when we expand oh we say oh my gosh. Dumbest, stupidest guys, dumbest, smartest guys. <laughs> That's awesome. Absolutely. Why don't we formalize the process? And what Alex is what what Alex is getting at is like formalize the process for if we franchise, and we start putting people in the position of sales. Now they have their own template. Yeah. Yep. That we can update. Love it. Absolutely love it. Yep. And then we can give our little. T- and the other thing I've been trying to uh, that I sh- we should both do this year. You probably maybe you already have is keep a damn spreadsheet. Okay. Met them at this time, got in touch with them. So we should have a you know a check. There should be a, a testimony of how you do it, plus yep. an example, and then um, you here's here's how we actually keep track of it too. I I did I did try that once, and it just got lost in the foray of keeping up. But if you have, I don't know if we have that process. Maybe that process can be indicated in. Uh, Maybe once we, that was probably the hard thing. Like, okay, you keep track and then you lose track because you don't have check-in times. So if you have this laid out in check-in times, then you can enter it in and say, what are they on this email? Are they on this phone call? Green light, yellow light, red light. What's going on? Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Okay. Now. So, so in summation, if you are working with somebody and they get fired, let's say they're a project manager for a big developer. Use that as an opportunity to get in touch with them, go have coffee and, you know, just, and try to help them as much as you can. Cause maybe you have references to other developers that you'd recommend them to, and then know that it is an opportunity for you to branch out one more time, connect with other people. Maybe you're become their architects. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, now let's go to our best friend, Nick, uh, for Nick reads. So glad to have him back. Hello, best friends. It's good to be back. Sorry I missed you last week. It's completely my fault. I own that. To the extreme. Our reading. Stop chasing fads and build enduring principles. Build a brand, not a style. Styles and fads come and go. Brands build on principles. Endure. If you want to scale your business, you need to build a principle-driven brand, not a style. Brands represent a set of values that serve clients over time. Fads and styles serve a limited number of clients for a limited period of time. Building a brand means focusing your energies on establishing trust with clients. Trust signals that you are client-focused, consistent in quality, and exceptional at service. Method Matters As you build your firm, you want to be known for your method of value creation. This applies to both products and service companies. The better, smarter, and more effective you are at creating value, the stronger your venture will grow. 
If you focus only on style, you are in a weak position if your style becomes unfashionable. Art Gensler. Al Lance. Went to the International Builder Show last week. Wow. What an amazing gathering of products for residential design and construction. From a residential architect's point of view, beats anything I've ever been to put on by the AIA. I met Tom Silva. Toured the floor with Bob Borson. Saw Matt Reisinger's crew, although I didn't get a hat. There was a girl dressed in glowing orbs. Devin Tilly was there. It is an event to attend. Toodles! Oh, Nicholas. It's glad to have you back. I'm, I'm glad that he said that about the Builders show. I was talking to the guys yesterday, and they actually had some good suggestions for, for Revit of, of how to improve the options. And our guys are heavy in options, so I think it's very applicable. Design options. Yep. And uh, Bob, Bob, Bob goes to uh, Autodesk U, and he's like, you need to come out because I need to introduce you to the, the Autodesk guys. And I think it's time to start going to at least a convention a year. Like, you should go to a convention a year. I should go to a convention a year. It doesn't have to be, you know, I'm not saying we have to go to the same one. But, I don't know. I just feel like it's... I'll be lonely if I don't go without you, Al. No, oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> you're so sweet. We should time it. We should time it so we go with uh, people like Nick and... Uh, and Devin. And, and, like, Mitch Taylor. That'd be awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, the the one thing I was taking from this was I was also looking at different architecture firms' websites and how we're trying to market because we're on the internet. And I I looked at Zaha Dadi's website. It's absolutely terrible. Hard to navigate. Oh my it's, gosh, it's crazy. Uh, Morphosis. I looked at there's very beautiful and clean and awesome. And then I was looking at Gensler's website because Gensler we've been reading from it. And other than pictures. I almost think it's hard to get across what's going on and what he's saying here. You know, how do you how do you tell someone? And, and we've been struggling with this that you're bringing value, that you're bringing oh. construction knowledge, all this other stuff. Yeah. And I almost think it comes from it, the website is maybe just a portal to meet, where then you convince them themselves, or they heard through another person like, oh yeah, I worked with them for six months. They are amazing. They did this and this and this. It, it's it's hard to convey all that you are through a website, I think. And clearly. Yeah. And in a terse way. That That's where I think we get... I mean, you just kind of... You, you put me... <laughs> that's exactly what happened when you read through. Is you were like, Lance, you're being too lawyerly. It needs, you know, like... Exactly. And this is the struggle. This is the freaking struggle. And this is this is why we're trying to redo this stuff and, and figure figure it out of... How do you do it cleanly, concisely, without being too wordy? That's that's my problem with these damn books that you know about these building a story brand and stuff. Is I'm like, oh, for a product, for a product, it all makes more sense. It makes more sense, but for a service like this, that is really hard to get there. Admittedly, hard to get there. I agree because the examples I was bringing up were Apple, Tesla. Google and they bring them up in that book. Yep, it, but those are all basically products. Even even Google, because you're you're typing huh. in, is there a, a very clean service marketing? I don't know. But then then I brought up the architects. You look at Zaha Hadid. You know yeah. what you're going to get. You Morphosis, Gary, and they're very very clear. 
Um, the only, the only, so I don't have a, this is just conversation. No, no, this is our struggle. Yeah. And uh, like, fo- keep follow. hopefully keep following us. And maybe if we figure it out, then we'll help everybody else figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> and, and one of the common solutions to this is to focus only on one thing. So someone would tell us, oh, you only need to be, uh, uh, you only need to design breweries. Then it's very easy to get across because then everything aligns with that thread. Oh, not only, you know, we we even hired a, a, a guy that worked at a brewery while he was in architecture school. And then we know the ins and outs. Uh, here's all the examples. And then you can pull that depth through pretty logically. But if you're not relegating yourself to one thing, I don't know. Unless... And, it, but Yeah, exactly. So it's like double-edged sword, right? If you relegate yourself to one thing, cool, get it across. If you don't, well, then you're not following arts principles and you're not building a sustainable brand. Yeah. But they also talked about how it could be, you could run that thread through, um, everyone has their tabs, hospitality, residential. So, you know, our residential tab could run that thread through. Our multifamily could run that thread through. Uh, are we then limiting ourselves on on stuff that we haven't done yet? Yes, but we haven't been too successful doing stuff we haven't done yet either. <laughs> we haven't got stuff we haven't got yet either. Yep. But but don't you like that then? You know, if you have if you have your ta- I'm just thinking about a website, residential, and just go really deep on on that in the you know the process and why your firm aligns to it. They're not gonna go to the other side to the let's say we do hospitals yeah because they don't care they're like can they do can they do my house well yeah okay they have a team that only does houses great there you go yeah only townhomes etc yeah cool etc etc you have a surprise for me right i just have uh, a student wrote to me uh emailed me and then we had a phone conversation after that oh and i want to bring up one one thing he asked that I think might be pertinent to other people. So he has his architecture, he's in the architecture school, has his portfolio, but then also he has a passion. He does his, his passion also. And that essentially is, he likes to, he's up in the boundary waters of Minnesota. He goes to NDSU, North Dakota State. And, uh, you know, he likes to help out. He's also built, you know, stuff on islands out there. Yeah. It's like, how much should I highlight that? How much should I highlight that? That, that he's built stuff on islands? That, that uh, he's going to take the three months off after school to go do that for one last time. And I go, I don't, I don't think you should highlight it that much, but I would highlight that you've done the construction part. And I go, here's going to be the real test because you, you, can, you can bring it up. Um, and I, I probably, I don't know, it'd be hard to secure a job and then go three months. I almost think that's impossible right now. But this is what I'm getting at is that they're going to see your portfolio and then they're going to see your passion too. And either that passion is going to enhance your portfolio or it's going to detract and they're going to know by looking at your portfolio. So if you come and you say, Hey, I'm a musician too. And I, and I'm in the, in the, in the chorus. And if somehow your portfolio is awesome, magical, you know, it just, everything is, is tight to you. There's some nuance, sophistication, you'd be like, wow, somehow that correlates and somehow that's helping them out. They do an awesome job. Or if they do that and they say, you know, they do this every weekend and their portfolio sucks. Oh, I know where I your see, priorities your are. Prior, exactly. That's where you led me there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I go, I don't know you. I don't know if your portfolio sucks or not, but that will be what tells. 
And honestly, if your portfolio sucks, maybe you shouldn't bring up that passion because then they'll just have the proof, right? Yeah. He sent me his portfolio and his portfolio is awesome. I have to, I'm going to redline it and get back to him, but it's not detracting from what this kid is doing. So you can bring it up at the end and, and say that, but I, I just don't buy that somehow. Um, it should be the highlight. I think it just helps you <coughs> look more well-rounded at the end of the day. It's sort of like an ex- that stuff is an exclamation point on something that is already great if it's your portfolio. Yeah. But my value of that is very low because if you can't execute in here, I, I don't care. I don't care that you're well-rounded out there. Um, but if you can execute here, then I like that you're well-rounded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, cool. Next segment is going to be ARE Jeopardy. So we'll bring in the guys. Okay, so here we go. We have our contestants back. We have Gresh, Mark, and Jason again. Four questions, guys. Uh, The first one has to do with water. And I formatted this one more in the form of Jeopardy, right? So a retention pond is A, an elongated depression in the land surface that is at least seasonally wet. B, designed to hold a, sp- a specific amount of water indefinitely. C, where deep thoughts come from. D, a low-lying lying area that is designed to temporarily hold a set amount of water while slowly draining to another location. So would you like me to repeat any of those? Or, okay, a retention pond. Is. Is. Do, 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 do. One down. One down. Mark's in the quickest. Then Jason. Okay. So the answer is B. D, 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 D. Awesome. So this is why I asked. What is B? I'll tell you. So a retention pond is. Yeah, yeah. A retention pond is designed to hold a specific amount of water indefinitely, right? So there's retention and detention. And we talk about these on all of our projects. Here's how you remember the difference, (laughs) right? Retention, you are retaining it forever. Like you're pregnant, retaining it. Detention, you get detention, you get let out after an hour. So that's D. It's it's for a set amount, right? So no check marks for you guys. And obviously, where deep thoughts come from is a reflection pond. Um, and then the elongated depression that holds water for a little bit is a swale. And I'm telling you guys, this is how it works uh, when it comes down to testing is these really weird, you know, ways of twisting words and stuff like that and double negatives and triple negatives and all kinds of stuff. So, But you if got, you... Sorry. Ahead. No, go ahead. If you know the core that... Retention, you know, retains detention. You get let out from school. You got to make up dump. You got to make up stupid little crap like that for yourself to remember. I'm not joking. It's the only way I did it. Okay. Next question. What is the max length of an accessible uh, accessible ramp? A, 12 feet. uh, B, 24 feet. C, 30 feet. D, 36 feet. So this is a ramp before you have a flat break. How long can it be? So let's say you're going from one level to another level, right? You got a ramp. It's the slope is ADA. Okay. How long can it be before you have a break? Have to have a break. A 12 feet, B 24, C 30, D 36. What is the maximum length that that ramp can be? You ADA monsters. We got one down. Jason's down. down. Two down. 
Okay. Three down. Reveal your answers. C, B, and C. The answer is C, 30 feet. Gresh gets a check mark. Yep. Jason gets a check mark. Mark gets a strikeout. So you can only go 30 inches high and your slope max is 1 to 12. So then 30 inches, right. 30 feet. Right. We do group homes. We got to know that. Okay. Uh, on a recent field observation, you observed a framer cutting the webbing of, a prefab of prefabricated trusses. What should you do? A, instruct the framer to stop. B, instruct the general contractor and ask him to stop the framer. C, take a photo and note this observation in your field notes. D, pretend you didn't see anything as it's the general contractor's responsibility. You are in the field. You saw a framer cut a truss. Yep, a that came from the factory. Yep. It's not supposed to be cut. What do you do? A, instruct the framer to stop. B, instruct the general contractor and tell him to stop the framer. C, take a photo and tell and note this observation in your field notes. D, pretend you didn't see anything as it's the general contractor's responsibility. One down, two down, three down. All right, let's see. B, B A, B. The correct answer, the correct answer is C. Uh, take, take a photo and note the observation in your field notes. Now, here's a lesson, guys. No, you, we will get, so one of the guys said, I won't name names, <laughs> said, tell them to stop, right? No, we are, if we're architects, we are architects. We are not uh, constructors, okay? If we start giving directions in the field, then we cross the line and we, know, like, if we tell somebody to do something in the field, our We're taking responsibility yeah, for it. And our insurance will go, no, 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 no. And then we're in big, big trouble. So you, all you do is you just report what you saw. You just say what you saw. That's why there's construction. It's called construction observation. Yep. But this... The, in your field notes, you'd report that back to the owner and probably... Con and the contractor. Con and the contractor. Yep. Hey, we noticed X, Y, and Z. But when you are listening to, you know, studying, what the people will tell you is that that's what the ARE wants to hear. But there's also the practicality of what you are going to do. And what that might be, you might walk over to the contractor because you might know him. And you might say, hey, do you see what he's doing? You're just exactly. observing. You're do you see observing. what he's doing? And then he might say like... What is he doing? Or yes, and this is why, and whatever, and you still take a picture and observe it. But that's the real answer from a from. Uh, you can ask the contractor. Do you see what's going non -ARE on? Non-ARE question, uh, as it pertains to this little segment of the show. Do you think we've ever seen that? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure every architect has seen it at least once. Uh, they, they, you can't do that, okay? <laughs> I, I know they can't hear, but have you seen pictures of our other guy in the back's house where they put a pipe and they just cut one of the beams right close? It, it's crazy what you'll see. Yeah. Uh, we'll have them pull up that picture. So, but again, that is a, I mean, I, I have, we've taken the test, so I'm telling you, this is, it gets tricky like this. Okay, ready? Last one. You receive a phone call from a contractor stating that after he has loaded a beam in the field with a second story that it is drastically deflecting. After reviewing the structural drawings, you and the structural engineer find that the drawings were never updated to specify the correct wide flange. Who is responsible for the cost of the construction change? A, you the architect. B, the structural engineer. C, the contractor. 
D, the client. Yes. A, okay, I'll repeat like the last question too. Who is responsible for the cost of the construction change? A, you, the architect. B, the structural engineer. C, the contractor. D, the client. We've got one down, two down, three down. What do we got? D, A, D. Correct. D is responsible, the client. <clears throat> it's their building. Even though you screwed up, and even though you plus the structural engineer did not specify the right wide flange or beam or whatever it is on the drawings because of maybe it was an, an internal error, you didn't catch the right red line, that sort of thing. It is on the it is on, it is actually on the client. The client's going to be pissed off at you. <clears throat> how do you think? And this is a sort of a follow up question. How would you guys attack? How would you try to soften that blow to the client? If you were if you were in our positions, you were ones the ones taking the heat. What would you do? Do you have any ideas? Oh, so, okay. So the idea was organize organize a meeting with the structural engineer and the owner. I like that. That's a good idea. <clears throat> I think that's what you have to do. And you have to be solution oriented. And then you say, this is how we'll fix it. And we're going to fix it for free um, on our dime. But they do have to pay for, you know, the construction. It's their building. It's their property. Um, so there you go. There you go. There you so have it. We have a tie. So we need a tiebreaker. And there's two ways to do this. We can do one round of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> or I can ask you questions from these notes that you haven't seen. And you guys can try to get them right. So, what is this it, now? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Question? This Questions? is a tiebreaker? Yep. Okay. Okay. So, this breakdown, you, everyone should know the phases of architecture schematic design, design development, construction documents, bidding and negotiation, and then construction admin. So, there's a general rule for how much percentage of the cost, you know, or the time. Design it is. fees. Yep. Design fees. Um, so I'm going to start at the top and if you both get the same percentage, uh, are we going to do closest or if they get it, how do you want to do that? Well, maybe you should ask, I'm looking at your screen. Maybe you should, can you just ask out of all of these, which one, which one should be the highest? Fee? Oh, okay. Out of all of these, which one is the largest portion of your fees? Okay. So here they are again, schematic design, SD, DD, design development, CD, construction documentation, BD, bid negotiation, CA, construction admin. And these all equal up to 100%. Yep. Which one is the largest And portion? then we'll just go down the list. What's the second largest? Third, okay. If they, okay. Reveal. CD and CD. You guys are correct. Everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is correct. Okay. Okay. What is the second largest? There you go. What is the second largest? Schematic design, design, design development. development, bid negotiation, construction admin. Second largest of your contract. According to these notes that you have never seen in your life. In your life. Ready? Bid negotiation, DD, DD. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Do the least now. Okay, what is the least? You gonna read them? I can't. Yeah, yeah. Schematic design, design development, bid negotiation, construction administration. Obviously not CDs. What is the least? 
All right, we have three answers. Bid negotiation. Damn it. Bid negotiation. What correct. Correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's going to get the p closest to this percentage? What percentage is schematic design? There you go. <laughs> Wait, we, we should have asked that from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> what a terrible idea. I love how, I how Gresh, you said it was the second largest and then the lowest. <laughs> schematic design, percentage-wise. Yep. Percentage-wise, schematic design. What is the number? Do we have three answers? Last one. Okay, we have three answers. 20, 15, 30. Mark is correct. Gresh is second. Jason is third. It is 15. All right. So the winner today is Mark, yes? No. No. Gresh. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Gresh is king of the office and whatever uh, privileges that entails. Uh, that's it for the podcast. I think we're going out to lunch. I think we are going out to lunch. Uh, if you like, if you like what you heard today, please, please share it with a friend. Uh, share it with a coworker. Share it with somebody, even if it's not architecture related. Even if it's, uh, if you're just another professional and you want to hear some good professional Send advice. It to your mom. Yeah, she she would love to hear it. How can people support us, Al? Two ways you can buy the book, The Creativity Code. It's about architecture and making systems to make your business practice more uh, efficient. If you are getting into Revit, go into revitfurniture.com. There's tips, tutorials, templates, files, everything you knew, uh, need to know. It comes from a pass of teaching hundreds of students and uh, maybe only a, close to 100 professionals too. So it's tried, true, and tested. Everyone at our firm learns this way. So RevitFurniture.com. And that's all we got today. Follow us on the Twitter. Follow us on the Facebook. Write to us. We want to hear from you. We'll see you next week.